Welcome back. We had a brief hiatus there. I blame technology, totally, and I blame work, but don't tell anybody at work I blame work, because mm -hmm. I don't blame work. I do blame work. I blame work. Drop this uh, <laughs> I call next episode to everyone. In my, my, in my Microsoft Teams yeah. at work. <laughs> so we have a lot to catch up on, right? After this brief hiatus, uh, we're living in a new world, a world uh, owned by the new 2020 NBA champions, Los Angeles Lakers. I know JK is pretty excited about that news. Um, we also have football in full swing, COVID tests popping up positive, negative every week, it seems like, but the train keeps on moving on. Um, Pete, start us off, baby. LeBron, bring it on the hardware. question for you, Arash. How many championships do the Lakers have? 17 is what I hear. <laughs> thank you. you well, I've been ingrained for the last 10 years to know 16. 16, 16 was a number that we were stuck on. But yes, LeBron brings home the 17. Is what we needed. The plus one, the tie, the Celtics. Um, it's great, man. Feeling's awesome. Like you said, been waiting 10 years. Last time it happened was Kobe. Um, and this year, as much as you know, we want all the Lakers to win everything. It was uh, it was just honor tri tribute to him to bring that title back um, with everything going on this year. So, completely ecstatic was awesome. But you know, Lakers win. I'm happy. Yeah, it was awesome. JK doesn't seem like he enjoyed it too much. No, don't get me wrong. I do like. I thoroughly do like the Lakers. I just don't like LeBron. I still don't like LeBron. But you know, whatever. The guy got his championship realistically he's probably going to repeat next year i still think they're going to repeat next year because they're going to add in another piece this off season but it'll be next year is going to be a little bit more challenging for them compared to this year in my opinion i'm the exact opposite of you i don't like the lakers i like lebron so i'm torn i don't i don't know i'm not i hate all laker fans that's where i'm at to be honest not all but a lot with the ones that are complaining about lebron that brought you a championship can't do that I hate this. I hate I'm it. Not Wait, go, go, yeah. So just, I hate this conversation. That conversation. How can you be a fan of a team and then hate the best player? That's so random. I like the Lakers before he went there. No, so, not you. But hold on, you're I'll not go, a Lakers fan. Okay, you're yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so people you talk to, who who the fuck knows what they're thinking? I, this is my mentality of it. Okay, yes. I am a Kobe Bryant fan, and then I became a Lakers fan because of him. And obviously, once he retired, I, I maintained to be a Lakers fan. Now, I don't hate LeBron. He's just not my favorite player, and I'm not going to root for him in the sense of, like, when he was in the but, East or whatever. Just let me finish the thought. I, I'm like, I don't root for him because I'm like, he's not my favorite player. But I do pay respect to everything that he does. I respect his game. I, you know, accolade him for everything he does. And I can respect that he brought a championship for my team. I'm still not saying that I hate him, but I'm not like, hey, that's my guy now. No, the Lakers are my team. I appreciate the player that got us what we got. That's it. That's where I leave it at. No hatred, no nothing, no hard feelings. I never understand that. Like, I just won't. I just won't get it. Like, well, John Wall was a favorite player at one point because he was the best player on, our, on the Wizards. Well, then Bradley Beal is not a favorite player. Well, I don't understand what you don't understand about that. I'm saying I respect him for what he did, but he's just not my favorite player. Players move around the NBA a lot. It doesn't mean I have to like the player that comes to my team. I'm like, I feel thank like you, you should. For... They're getting, especially when they're getting to the... I'm saying he's not my favorite player. I'm a, I'm a diehard Kobe Bryant Lakers fan. It's sure. in my DNA to not want to replace that. See, he doesn't bring the same fulfillment that Kobe Bryant brought to me. You got a championship. Isn't that the fulfillment? Watching him play. I said I respect him. Let me put this in football terms, right? I'll never get it. When, when I was growing up, 
like, and I started watching football. Obviously, the Washington Redskins was my favorite team. Uh-huh. Other teams that I liked were surrounded around, like, individual players on those teams. Sure, sure. sure. Like, I liked watching the Minnesota Vikings because you had Randy Moss going in and getting those bombs, right? Exactly. Wait, when, wait, I have a question. Yes. This is a great question. This is, I get where we have to go with it. Donovan McNabb, right? Mm-hmm. When we got him, were you not like, all right, this is the guy? No, I hated that move. I no, absolutely no, no, no. Wait, hated that was move. Was there not some optimism? No, because I knew he was okay, over the hill fine, at that fine, point. Fine. Let's go back. Let's find, let me find somebody else. That's like us getting Jason Taylor and being excited about it. I'm like, no, the player's that, done like, with his he, career. Fine. But if it was someone of that, if you got Donovan McNabb a couple years before that, right? You're, talk, you're talking about, like, Would when I'm not- the Minnesota Vikings and I get Brett Favre, and then he excels on my team. Would I not be excited about it? Yes. That's, that's what, what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Donovan McNabb is a bad example, and Washington is a bad example because they suck all the time. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like if tomorrow, if tomorrow we got Dak, right? How would you feel? I'm actively saying that we should get so Dak. So that's my point. That's where I'm like, why? So, you should on. be more excited me, about LeBron. Let, let, let you should me, be more excited. No, no. Let me, let me bring this right back down. It's very, very simple. Yes, him coming to our team, he's supposed to be the best player in the world which okay that gives us the best odds to win yes i like him being there doesn't mean i have to specifically buy his jersey and be like all owed to lebron james it's like this this i get what pete is saying he's saying that look i'm rooting for the guy to win the championship for my team but am i gonna just actively be like no, I am a LeBron. I'm not a bandwagoner fan. fan because now he's on the team that he's going to bring But this is the time you to. can be. He's on your team now. Okay, so you have your own uh, I, methodology about that. I have mine. I don't want to be a bandwagoner I just LeBron don't feel fan. Like, I just don't feel like... Uh, it's like there's no excitement towards the fact... It's like you guys won and that was great, but then it was just like... LeBron sucks still, though. It's like I personally have not said those words at all. I've like, specifically when, told you, and you're talking about friends that don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, so, much hate so don't take your shit and, out on and, me. And to be honest, like Ian and I haven't been saying like, "Yo, LeBron sucks. LeBron sucks." I mean, you're not a Laker fan. You can say it. Yo, <laughs> let's bring in our third source, Arash. <laughs> I'm not afraid to contradict myself. I'll be the first one to admit that I hated LeBron. I despised Rajon Rondo when he was with Boston, and I always disliked Dwight Howard. But that's the thing about being a fan of a team, right? It makes you adopt and love and pull for the players who are fighting for the same cause. What does fan mean, right? It means fanatic. If you ever look at the definition of fanatic, it's someone that has an excessive, single-minded, you know, pull or support for an extreme cause. And that's exactly the point. You're supposed to contradict yourself. Like, I absolutely hated LeBron for 20 years. And now here I am pulling for him. And the only thing that can make you do that is if you're an extreme fan of a team that has one cause, and that cause is to win a championship. Um, And it's happened multiple times. I hated Ron Artest. And then what happens? He comes for the Lakers. He tries to play with Kobe to win a championship. I hated Matt Barnes. It's happened many, many times again where I've come to this crossroads realizing, what do I do? I feel a mix of emotions where I hated this guy my entire life. And all of a sudden now he's playing with Kobe trying to uh, pursue this same cause of winning. And so... You know, for me, it's I've gone through this before, so I don't feel as conflicted with rooting for LeBron when I spent my entire life uh, hating him before. And um, I'm just happy he did it, man. I'm happy. They didn't play it up as much as I thought they would. Like, I figured throughout the playoff run or throughout the finals or even after they won, they'd say, oh, we did this for Kobe. This was for Kobe. It was a storyline that I assumed would be the easy one to say, but they actually, like, they didn't advertise it or boast about it as much as even I felt would have been reasonable. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Maybe I think that's mature of them, or maybe I think like they should have done it more out of tribute. 
I don't know. But at the end of the day, they're champions out of all odds. The question is, will they come back next year and repeat or at least compete enough to repeat? Because we know the West is stacked. We saw the team that the Denver Nuggets proved to be, and they're only going to be better next year. Clippers, new coach, um, and they're going to probably improve, if not at least stay the same. I, I yeah, I that's a good hire. That was a terrible that's a horrible hire. hire. Terrible hire. He was already on their coaching staff, right? He just got promoted. He was yeah. an assistant coach. Still, yeah. uh, I don't know. Doc Rivers gets hired pretty quickly after he got fired. Well, what do you think about Stan Van Gundy today? <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of him. Falcons, four years. Horrible hire. Four years. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of his brother than of Stan. Stan Van Gundy, yeah. Which yeah. I'm, for, uh, was it Rockets? He hasn't coached in a while. Um, he's he been actually rocket job, right? Uh, was he right now? Yeah, I believe so. He's been a decent commentator. I, I always liked him as a coach. Um, him and uh, Mark Jackson are hilarious. They just, just they just take stab at stab at each other. During bring the game. Larry to, Brown back into the to, league. To dog. be honest, like I better feel, than Van Gundy and Tyron Lue. I, I feel like the thing about coaching it's a lot different than when you look at like let's say other sports like the NFL. Right, I feel like the NFL is more coach laden. Like, yo, you have to have a good coach. Whereas with the NBA, I feel like if you have those it's super situational, smart, it's more it's, situ- it's situational. But that's what makes you great. And not nothing. But I'm saying like no. LeBron can win a championship with any coach. He's kind of proven that over the it's, years. It's, Look at the it, Clippers. Clippers is a fucking like a luxury team right there. Everything you need. They were the best on paper. Best coming into the playoffs didn't get anywhere. But it's all. It's also the other. But they also had PG thirteen. It doesn't matter. Look how shat the bed. Doesn't matter. That's one player. Well, one one player out of all the players that they have. How deep the bench went. That team needs a better co- a, a good coach because they have so many pieces that they got to make get the ball to the right guy in the right situation. As That'd bad be as, a harder job. As bad as PG thirteen was playing. If you're a great coach, fucking bench him. Yeah. Bring him off the bench. You yeah. got plenty of players that could have started. Yeah, I, I mean, I cut him. To be honest, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My whole thing is like. Eh, in the NBA, yes, you do have to have a coach that makes those calls, play this guy these many minutes, and so forth. Yeah. But basically, like, when you have those superstar players, they kind of just take over the game, right? Whereas, like, in the NFL, yeah, if you're not having a bad coaching game, you're calling the wrong plays, you're kind of screwed. In the NFL, your coach matters more than any other sport, I would say. Yeah. Ah, baseball, I, I, maybe I think, not. I think maybe. you're looking at it in two baseball different... Baseball still, I no. think you're comparing mm-hmm. apples to oranges, right? In, it, in the NFL, in the NFL, you're you're definitely more so keyed on less games, less plays and possessions, and you only have four downs to get the next down, right? So based on that, yes, play calling is important. You can't really fuck up as much. In the NBA, all right, you got many possessions. You're running up and down the court. You can do this. You can call multiple timeouts. You have halftime. You can make adjustments. But at the end of the day, when you're in that, when you're in the freaking NFL, like your quarterback's your quarterback, your WR1s your WR1, your RBs your RB. We'll get into it later, but you saw what they did with Zeke, one of the best running backs this past week. They they put him on the bench. They're like, okay, you're the best. You're fucking up. That was a great coding coaching strategy. We we need you to calm down and then I'll move on that. from there. I'd argue that. I would argue that. I would one hundred percent argue before that. Before we get to the NFL, I, I'll say this. Are you I, serious? And we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. What I what, to the point of why coaching does matter in the NFL. Mike D'Antoni is a reason why bad coaching can fuck your team up because. Look at his seven-second offense. You can't win in the playoffs with a seven-second offense. That's the offense, right? So coaching does matter to some extent. The philosophy you have with your players. Because 
That doesn't work. Mike D'Antoni shouldn't be in the league anymore at this point. You can only get him to the certain point. But he, he's going to still get hired. Like, Stupid. He's going to get hired because you have those teams that just can't do what he has been able to do. Okay, get to the playoffs. Right? Get that's to the playoffs. Just, uh, fine. But as far as winning a championship, no, he's not a championship coach. He can't. Exactly. And that's why it matters in the NBA at that point. I guess it matters team to team. Like, where, what is your outlook? Like, if you're the Wizards, your outlook is like, let's just get to the playoffs because that's what we can ever I mean, do. Scott, Scott but, seems to be fired. But uh, then you got, like, the Lakers why where... Rivers was gone. Like, he's like, I get there all the time with Mike D'Antoni. We get there, we get nothing out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, regardless of what coach comes in for the the Clippers, they're going to the playoffs next year. That's given. It's Who's the guy that's going to take them over the hump? Yep. It's okay. not Tyron Lue. It's not Tyron Lue. <laughs> I hope not. He does have a championship to his name too as a head coach. So LeBron's championship yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. I, I, I discount him, but I, maybe part of me tells me I shouldn't always discount him. I mean, but, but to I, be fair, I also discounted uh, Spolstra until mm-hmm. this year. Also, Tyron Lue is like loved around the league. Like all players all love res- him. All players respect him. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's the difference. That is the difference. So, yeah. Anyways. So does AI. Wait, wait. Um, he says, "Have you seen this interview about, with AI about Tyron Lue? That whole thing that happens." He says he hates it because him and Tyron Lue are like close friends or something. Yeah, well, he and it, hap- out. it happened in the moment, and he didn't know what happened. Then he's like, he hates seeing. Oh, he knew what happened. He looked down at him. Then yeah, he, he over absolutely him. looked. Down but it was in the, what he said was like it was in the moment of yeah, the game, yeah. and then he didn't know who it was at that moment. And then he's like, he hates that being close. That could keep coming back over and over again. So. Oh, man. He didn't know who it was. The only other guy with cornrows. Like he's like, I he knew exactly who it was. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What uh, what about the Miami Heat? Do they come back and compete? They have a young team for the most part. They've got a good team. They need I think, depth. They I need think, a little bit of depth. I think that not only depth. I think they need more consistency from their role players. So the games that they won, we had Duncan Robinson, we had Tyler Hero, we had all these guys that were stepping up to the you know to the plate. But every couple of games, one of them disappears. You don't even see them for the game. I think they gotta, they're got they young, like you said. they got to become more consistent. Just try to start getting 15, 18 points you know, consistently from them, which each one of these guys has gone off for 30 points in, in a freaking finals or playoffs game, right? Yeah. So I think with more experience, more playing time. But one thing that's going to be key here is I think – I can't remember if it was Duncan Robinson or who it was – said, oh – I am like a practice player or I, I play great where there's no fans, there's nothing. I think you got to take that into effect that when, when the fans do come back, when the stadiums are packed, that's going to play a big difference of how uh, these guys perform. Did you see that interview? Um, there, if someone was interviewing Duncan Robinson, he was talking about how the Lakers bench was trolling him. They were calling him Jimmy Neutron. That's awesome. Jimmy Neutron's friend is what he looks like. <laughs> it was so good. Um I don't know. I'm still living high on it. There was like clips, uh, I think this past weekend of the Lakers in Las Vegas, parting it up. And like, I always like forget the world, I guess is continuing on out there. I always feel like with all this COVID stuff, these yeah. places are shut down, but the apparently. Thing, yeah. The one thing that I, I miss seeing um, that we're always used to seeing is obviously they win and you see the fucking uh, parade in the city going down the streets. And obviously it's COVID mm-hmm. times, you don't see that, but that's probably one of the most ingrained iconic moments of seeing Kobe Bryant or Shaq at the top of the bus holding up the you know the trophy and you know it would have been great to see something like that um, again. But I can I can honestly say I've never seen an NBA parade because I've never cared about who won. I've actually never cared. So well, well that's they're gonna have to hold off for that. Even the Nationals, right? They never had their parade. This the whole that's stuff started. 
Yeah, they the did. Nationals the, had their parade. Yeah. The, the, they definitely did, they? did have a parade. It was in 2019. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was the year before. It was the year before. They won in 2019, and then the... The parade happens like a week after they win. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. The what's it called never had their parade. The Mystics? Mystics never had their parade. But that's because they were... They were supposed to have it, but they were all going to play over the summer, and they were going to do it this year, and then COVID happened. That's what happened. Mm. I thought they do like a little... I thought they did like a little mini parade or some... Nah, I I don't think the WNBA does a parade like that. I thought it was only like the not the WNBA. The city itself would definitely do it with having them win it. Yeah, I I agree with this. I agree with this. Um, Yeah. So do the Lakers? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, do the Lakers repeat? Not with the current team that they have. No, they're gonna have to make some moves in the offseason. They're gonna pick up another star. It's they're gonna pick up another star flat out. That's what they're gonna do. Who's the star? I don't know role? if they're going to get a star, but I think they got to beef up the role players. Um, going into it, it was pretty weak, and they honestly got very lucky with the way the playoffs worked out where they didn't end up playing the Clippers. Um, the series that they did play, they were able to take out, um, you know, in game six, game seven, whatever. But them repeating is going to be a hard task unless if they change up their, their I think team. any team that wins in the West is going to have a hard time repeating. I still do think that the Lakers – are going to most likely repeat. You've got these young teams that I'd be afraid of, man. Like, that was their first time, and they were making deep runs in the playoffs. Think about the Mavs, man. The Mavs, if they make the right move, mm, that's a real good team. And they were injured when they were playing. The right move, but you got to think about it. The thing about the Lakers is, I would say, like, six out of of ten NBA players would, like, want to play with the Lakers or would want to play with LeBron, right? In the sense that, okay, he gives me a chance to win a championship. Let me just hop ship and go to that. We're all agreeing that AD is coming back, right? For sure coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. He said he was going to come back. Well, that's the interesting thing. A lot of the Lakers players opted out, right? They had player options. AD, Rajon Rondo, I forget if Dwight Howard was another one. They all opted out. So if the Lakers want any of these guys back, they have to go back and sign them. Um, Obviously... AD is the most obvious one that they will sign. Um, but a lot of these players may not come back only because this is the time for them to go make their money. Like they just were on the biggest stage. They won the championship. And they probably will go to the highest bidder. I'm a bold prediction right now because right, it's, it's already alert. out there. CP3 is coming to the Lakers. They want He's him. He's coming. But they've been they about want him. He wants to go there. They've been talking about him. They've been talking about Derek Rose. They've been talking about a bunch of these guys. So we'll see. One of those two guys are going. That definitely helps. Can, Regardless, but, it's it's hard to repeat. Like it's hard. What was the last time the Warriors did it? Right, what fucking stacked team. And the, don't stacked forget, ass. I mean, it's forget. not like they. It's been a while since they repeated. It's been within the last five years. It was, but it was a super stacked team. The Warriors yeah. look. Also remember, the Warriors have the second overall pick, and they're stacked teams too. Think about it. Steph has been sitting around for all year. Nothing was wrong with him. He just kind of like. Hurt his wrist a little. And Clay Thompson's going like, to come back. Fire. Clay Thompson's going to come back. He could have probably came back this season, but why? Draymond doesn't even have to do as much when they get James Wiseman. And you have Wiggins still sitting around. Wiggins is your fifth option in this, in this role. Wiggins is garbage, bro. But he has your tough. fifth option. But he's garbage, man. It doesn't Who's... matter if he's a fifth option. He's a garbage option. He averaged 23 points a game. Yeah, but he's still garbage. He was the only option at that point. Yes, and he's. my point is, he's your fifth option is a good look. 23 points where? Wait, what do you mean? Wait, who averaged 23 points a game? Wiggins. Oh, uh, Wiggins. Yeah. As your fifth option. Maybe fourth. 
Wiggins is a great last option to have. It's, yeah, it's way better than... Who is the Wizards' fifth option? I think me. it's me. It's <laughs> me. <laughs> All right, to wrap up the NBA talk and transition to football, let me ask you guys one question. What do all of these players have in common? Darko Milicek, Carmelo, Chris Bosh, Wade, Chris Heyman, Kirk Heinrich, Ford, TJ Ford, Mike Sweeney. Well, I was going to say they're all black, but uh, I think he threw one in there. <laughs> uh, is it the, all the same draft? No. They are all in the 2003 NBA draft. Those are the top nine picks. Yeah. What else do they all have in common? They're all out of the league. <laughs> they won a championship with LeBron? <laughs> they're all out of the league except LeBron. Out of the Carmelo 2003... Oh, that's true. Well, he was out of the league, but he's back. Props to Carmelo, actually, because him and LeBron are the only ones still in the league, and those are an insane stat line. LeBron's been to the last 10 of the last 11 NBA Finals. Um, just wow. Like, for everyone who hates LeBron, including myself, you've got to give it to him, man. His longevity, his uh, health, to be able to maintain that kind of consistency is wild. When people start, start to like LeBron again, I'm going to start hating him. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you now. If that's the case, I like him. Yeah, well, I hate him. I, <laughs> I hate still him. hate him. Uh, All right, kick it off, man. What do, what do we got going on in the NFL? Feel like week six in the books. Uh, our Washington football team here going to a very humble and um, not surprising to me, one win and what is it, five losses now? Hold on. Sorry part of the segment jk how are we feeling today are we crying yet or are we still one one win away or one loss away from my humble prediction at the beginning of the year uh, i'm all about your humble prediction <laughs> from the beginning of the year i'm giving you props i was flat out wrong there ain't I gonna mean, be no nine and seven season we were no tanking one, for trevor first of all <laughs> no one thought except for you that we were winning nine games that was ridiculous Bro, I believe until I fail. That's you, what I got to do. I you believe in this team and not the Donovan McNabb Maybe you should team. believe into me about what I tell you is going to happen yeah. with your freaking team. All right, you just worry about your Cowboys over there, all right? We have an literally no one left on our team. But I mean, that's team? as of one week that's ago. That's as of one, one week, week ago. What happened the other weeks? We didn't have any defense or anything. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. We have no offense. I'm sorry. There you go. There was an insane... Uh, Hold on. First of all, I'm not even saying that we're good or I'm saying we're going to win. I don't, why are you guys attacking me? I don't understand. I say we're in the same boat as you guys. From the get-go, I said the NFC oh. East sucks and the Cowboys hey, suck. Who would have... Okay, guys, I want to throw one number out for everybody, okay? Who would have thought at the beginning of the year the NFC East would have the same amount of wins... 5, 18, and 1. As, no, yeah. as the Bears. Yeah. The Bears. Wild. Yeah, the That's NFC wild. East 5, 18, and 1. Which Dude, is that absurd. is so pathetic. Remember in the 2000s when this was the hardest division, and now it's like... Who's at the top of the division? Sorry, I, I can't remember. Dude, are you proud of that? Congratulations. <laughs> two wins. Hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all, y'all. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm repeating exactly what y'all said you word are... for word a week ago. You're like, yo, we're at the top of the division yes, with one we win. we are pathetic and Fuck sad. Fuck all y'all. We're pathetic all and guys. sad people. Listen, we all need to go to a meeting, okay? That's what it is. You Have you to... seen my Redskins career, like, in the last 20 Wait. years? Like... You, you wanted to come here to us? I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I intentionally say these exact statements that you guys do because we just be flip back and forth. To you see what you guys say. You should be better than us. To be honest, I did wa I did look at a stat the other day, like of teams that are have like since nineteen since two thousand just have not gone to the championship game. And there's only like six teams that are part of that. I think like the Jets or it wasn't the Jets because Jets went to the championship games. But there was like Which six. Ones? Are you talking about the conference? 
Yeah, the conference games. Oh, they did. Mark Sanchez, yeah. they did. Back in the beginning. Right? But there's like six teams that have not gone to a championship game. Can I, I think guess the Browns. I don't know them on top of my um, own head. Browns, I just know of three of them. Browns. Yeah. Us, obviously. Us, yep. Obviously. Yep. In the last how many years? Since 2000. Has, it, has, has the Cowboys gone? No. No, right? Cowboys have not. We always lose the, the Jags Packers. have not. The Jags. Oh, Wait, they did back in the they, 2000s, but no, that's way, that's further back. Yeah. But they, did they did they go to the championship yes, game? Yes, back in the day with Mark No, Mello no, did they go like two years ago when they had that number one defense with Jalen Ramsey? No, I think they lost. But they, basically they kind of threw out this stat line. And like obviously like the Redskins were part of it. The Cowboys were part of it. And basically the, the people were talking about like out of these teams, the Cowboys are the ones that are standing out because they've actually been good during that time frame. Yeah. Like they have been like number one in the East. They have had those twelve win we seasons. Always lose in the playoffs, and then they just suck, yeah. right? So it's like, <laughs> even though I, I'll, I'll admit the Cowboys have in the two thousands era had a better team than the Washington Redskins. They had more championships than the Redskins during the whole timeline. But it, since the two thousand era, same amount of conference Who championships. Sounds like a bait fucking convo that you're trying to pull me into and i'm not coming into it <laughs> i'm not coming Wait. into it in the last 20 years who is the best team in the nfc east the eagles has to be the eagles why not the yeah. giants huh? two super bowls two super bowls for the giants two super bowls for NFC, the giants NFC, but, but i'd say consistently what team has been the best has been the eagles because you got to take the early championship seasons that they've gone to and like then lost they would lose they went to one they went to two super bowls they won one they lost one. Whatever. Peyton Manning with the Colts won one, lost one. Are you saying he sucks? No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> that. I'm just trying to see the opinion. I actually don't have. Any I personally, I was thinking the Giants don't give a shit about the NFC East. Let's talk about something else. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and no one else listening cares about the NFC East either. It's a that's, shit show this year. Again, sad. five and eighteen tied with the Can Bears. We talk about the Bears being good. Who called this? Nobody. Like, the Bears have been surprisingly really good. Like, five and one. How? Because that Bears defense, bro. And Big Dick Nick. Kyle Fuller, Kyle bro. Fuller. And Big Dick Nick. Kyle Fuller. By the way, do you, is it just me, or does it seem like Khalil Mack has dropped off? Yes. Yeah. He has completely dropped off. Yes. Do the Raiders look smart, to be honest? Eh. I mean, they're not playing. They're not doing terribly. They're 3-2. and two. I think well, they got... Arash, what's your opinion on this? I think this? they got lucky. I'll I agree, trade. right? Look back at that trade. Who wins? I think the Raiders, right? Everybody was making fun of Gruden, but they got some key players back from those draft picks. Henry Ruggs is one of those picks, isn't he not? I think so. I think, yeah, I think so. Um, it was a steal. I would have never guessed the Bears are at 5-1, and one. and they beat Tom Brady. One of those was against the Buccaneers. It was an impressive victory. Yeah, um, yeah Bears are a surprise team. I think the Bills have been playing pretty well. Um, Titans? Yeah, dude, the Titans. Unreal. Uh, Unbelievable. How do you feel about Henry? I feel, I feel like the guy, like he deserves it, man. Like he, everyone's always giving him shit, and like he's just like fuck it. Ever since the end of last year, everyone's like, oh, you did okay, you had your run, you probably won't come back. Yo, he's like, nah, hell no. Nah. Him and Derrick Henry are two guys that are being studs right now. Derrick Henry was written up like people were not on the Derrick Henry train in the beginning of this year. I know that for a fact. I was not on Derrick Henry's train. I was saying, like, yo, he had a great playoff run. He had a good end of the last season. Like, that's it, though. King Henry, and that's it. Last game, his last game, oh, my God. He is my king now. Like, bro, he is a stud. Like, every stat that you look at him is just amazing. So, you know what's crazy is the trust that they're giving Ryan Tannehill. 
So last year in 12 games, he threw, uh, he had 286 pass attempts. Through the six games right now, he's already at 173. Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. A well-balanced run versus pass. Because remember, we said that in the playoff games where he passed for like 100 yards or like 12 times, we're like, this is not sustainable. Which, coming into like, uh, uh, you know, to the next season with defenses, they'll they'll scheme around that. But they're doing that well-balanced offense, so it's it's working, clearly. Well, I mean, it's not like they don't got studs at... At positions, AJ like, Brown is nice. Dude. AJ Brown's no, nice. No, I agree. Corey Davis was like what a top five pick, but he has never lived up. To he's it not all. lived he's up to it, but he still has the potential of being a top five pick, bro. I, yeah, but that that's fine. I'm saying it was the coaching, right? The coaching yeah. difference. Like, Mike, they're like this worked in the playoffs, and then coming into this, okay, we're gonna give him the keys and be like, yo, throw, throw the damn ball. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see this? Um, what Mike Frable did during the game, like something very clever. Yeah, I uh, saw that. That was that was real clever. He learned that from Belichick. Did he? That's okay. I don't even know if Belichick knows that rule. He like intentionally sent twelve men into the huddle yeah. to cause a flag to stop the clock, which ended up giving his team enough time at the end of the game to score to force overtime, and then in overtime they won um, because he didn't have timeouts to stop the clock. He's done this with something else before. I think last season. Against uh, the Patriots, yeah, there was yeah. like a he kept he found a way to keep running the clock to waste time before he punted the ball. Right. Um, he, he's he's very well versed in like the different uh, scenarios and how to benefit his team by taking a penalty. Yeah. It's either him, yeah, or someone he's hired that's in his ear. But yeah, they're they're on they're playing che- checkers and everybody else is playing. Or no, they're playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. <laughs> Or the um, checkers and the NFC East only got the board but no pieces. <laughs> yeah, they the have NFC no idea what they're doing. Tic-tac-toe. You could take the NFC East and make a super team, combine all of them, and we probably still wouldn't have five three, wins. Three <laughs> wins max. Three yeah. wins max. Take Landon Collins off of our hands. Please. Yo, so <laughs> now that we talked about those, let me get this out of the way. Oh, I, I watched the Cowboys play, and it's the, the worst game I've ever seen in my life. It's so excruciating to watch. Zeke fumbled on two plays back-to-back possessions. Um, Terrible pass interference call that was missed, which turned into another turnover. And then on the next possession, we get into the red zone. Andy Dalton throws another pick in the red zone. Dude, it was just excruciating to watch. It was like quicksand. Cowboys started off bad, got in the hole. Colin Murray was just running all over. It would be like third and nine, and he'd pick up like 15 on a run. Like just like QB draw, that that guy is unbelievable right now. He's, dude, he's he's seeing the game. Like they they start off the game, they're like, yo, he's too excited, so they started running the ball. They're like, yo, calm down, run the ball a little bit, and then after they got the ball moving, dude, it was like a flip of a switch. He was all star mode, like it was insane. Yeah, he's undefeated in that stadium. Won twice, two or three times. He won three times in high school state championships. Won once in Oklahoma. For I forgot which bowl, but he won a bowl game in in the Arlington, and then now with the Cardinals, one and zero. I like him a lot. I actually picked him up his rookie year in fantasy football. I, dude, I actually wrote him a little bit. He's, he's solid. He's killing it. Yeah. Dude. No, so here here's my problem with Kyler, and and I did see a little bit this, and it was more so in the beginning of the game where we, he was. We just can't just love the guy. No, dude. <laughs> I I just don't personally think that a mobile quarterback is going to be sustainable in the NFL for a long period of time. But he can throw. He, huh? He can throw, too. And he doesn't take that many hits. Like, he's yeah, smart he with it. out of bounds. Yeah, I know, but and I'm just saying, takes people are saying the same thing about Lamar. I think Lamar 
and Kyler are going to be on the same track. They're going to both have very early success, but the longevity of their career is going to be lackluster. I think you're completely wrong because I think Kyler Murray's smart enough to not put his body I, out. For I also hits. think that their coach, I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? Um, Cliff Kings. Yeah, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Kingsbury yeah. is going to be one of those guys like a um, Sean McVay. Yeah, Sean McVay and all that. Well, he's going to be clever and you're going to use him correctly, so he's going to look good. That's also what's going to happen. I think you're right. He ran. He ran. It's a rollout, and he's always out of bounds. He's never getting hit. Yeah. Never got hit. I agree, but here's the thing. As we grow, obviously, like, longer into his career. Are you making fun of his height? No. (laughs) I'm saying, like, as his career goes on, he's going to get slower. He's not going to maintain his speed. That's just any player. They're not second, as quick. It's a second they're, year. But, yeah, th- at I that mean, point, he'll become a better pocket passer, too. It's years of that's development. That's what you're hoping. That's what you're going to hope for. That's what they're going to hope for. But Plus, you're hoping that you're already calling that he's going to suck. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's 20. He's 23 years old. He's not going to slow down anytime. I do think you're right about Lamar. The difference between them, they're both uh, mobile quarterbacks, but Lamar, I don't know if it's you want to call it cockiness or um, he has confidence in his athletic athletic ability, but he won't slide or he won't go out of bounds. He'll Ross, take I'll the tell hit. You what it is. It's the running back mentality, right? They're like, as, as much as they joke, but he does run like a running back. Cause that, that's how he just always ran like that in college, right? Louisville, everything. He's mm-hmm. just running past defenses, trying to juke, but that's the guy that if he, st- he gets stood up, he's going to get lit up. Right. I heard I, trying to really shake anyone. He's just like, yo, there's a hole. I'm going to run through the hole and I'm going to run to the sidelines. Lamar Miller is running through the gaps in the middle of the field and Lamar trying to, I mean, sorry, Lamar Jackson is running through the middle and trying to juke them. Yeah, he plays, he plays through the contact. If anything, when Washington was playing Arizona earlier this year, I kept getting pissed off because he would run 30 yards and then he'd slide as soon as the defender got close to him, which is like how the league protects quarterbacks, right? Whereas Lamar would try to juke, he would try to spin, and during those motions, he may get hit. So if you're going to be right about either of these two potentially having a shortened career because of injury, it's more Lamar than Kyler. So you know some of the highlight reels that Lamar Jackson has where he spun between defenders where defenders hit each other? Yeah. He's one second away from getting lit up. <laughs> like if, yeah. if he didn't get through that gap, dude, he's going to get slammed both ways. Yeah. The, the reason why I say this, and I've just never been really confident with mobile quarterbacks because of Mike Vick. Because Mike Vick, has, when he was in the league, he was one of the superstars in the league, but he was never really one of the greater quarterbacks, if you really think about Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. So I'm just Correct. jaded towards that type of style of quarterback. Though. Lamar Jackson is a more accurate p- passer than Michael Vick was. He, you can see his growth in year, in year three now. He's getting there. He can make yeah. passes from the pocket. He doesn't need to roll out. He can because he, he, that's his best ability, but he can make those passes. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. Yo, he does it. appear to be a better passer than Mike Vick. I'll leave it at. All right. Yes, I, I get what your concern is, but the way the game evolves, right? A lot of these people are going for dual threat quarterbacks now. Like, oh, if we run this, we can do that. We can split them out. We can do whatever. We can run the option, etc. You don't know when an injury is going to come. You don't know what's going to happen. Listen, Dak Prescott ran on a QB draw, normal play, eight yards up the up the field. He's probably done it hundreds of times. And someone fell on the wrong way and his ankle snapped. Yeah. How how would you have seen that? How would you prevent that? It's just a normal QB draw. That's yeah. all it was, and there was nobody there. I mean, how many times has Aaron Aaron, um, Aaron Rodgers broken his collarbone? And I mean, he was in the pocket and got killed. So yeah. uh, I guess it could really happen to anyone. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Same thing. Yeah. Collarbone every time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, 
You gotta get strong and calm. I gotta drink your milk. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right, let's rattle off some winners and some losers for week six of the NFL uh, season. Um, I always think doing losers is more fun. So if you guys want to start with those, um, who wants to kick it off? Yo. Well, go ahead. The Cowboys. <laughs> I would say Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, the Dude, Cowboys. Zeke. There's some reports coming out that his players are like not on yeah, board with his players, coaching strategy. Uh, his coaching strategy. Um, Dude, it was just bad, man. Like, like Andy Dalton just looked awful. Like nothing was working for him, and it was just it was it was garbage, man. The whole game was it was probably one of the worst games I've ever watched. Um, and I was just watching for fantasy. I'm like, damn it, I just need one touchdown, and then it didn't come to the last. Like they were in the red zone at the end. Granted, the game is over, but it's garbage time points, and they had th- two pass interference penalties, and they still couldn't score from the three yard line. They went through like nine nine downs, and it took them nine downs to score. It, that, that's just pitiful. It was awful. You'll bounce my, back this week. Don't worry. You got uh, a good opponent. God, we'll see. My loser of the week, to my dud, whatever, is going to be the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, you're supposed to be better than this. You're supposed to be that genius. You're supposed to be like, yo, I'm going to just like let everyone pick their quarterback, and I'm going to get Cam Newton for nothing. Guess what happens? Didn't really work out this week. The Broncos, who would say the Broncos are good this year? Would you say it? No, I wouldn't either. They should have beat, the Broncos should be one and three. Patriots should be three and two. But they're not because the Patriots laid an egg against the Broncos. The Patriots are looking dumb for letting Tom Brady go, not wanting to pay him. Went under the deal, like just went for Cam. Didn't get Cam any weapons. What wide receivers does he have? Nothing, right? What running backs does he have? I guess he has Damian Harris. Damian Harris doesn't scare anyone, right? But the whole team is surrounded by Cam, and if Cam's not playing well, they're not going to do anything, and that's just what happened. The Patriots are not – doesn't look like the Patriots are going to try and make the playoffs this year. I have a question now. Fair enough. Now that you've seen Tom Brady without Belichick and you've seen Belichick without Brady, how do you feel about them? They need each other. They need each other. <laughs> I don't so, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still don't scare me. They're four and two. They still this don't scare me. They should scare you. They okay, look so good. Let me ask you, let they me, just took out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And let me ask you. Like let shit. me ask you. On any given week, the in, anyone from the NFC West would beat the. I'd say the card. I'd take the Cardinals right now over, uh, the Bucks. You're underestimating that defense. That defense, Buccaneers that defense. They held, they held Aaron Rodgers to 160 yards, two interceptions, zero touchdowns, and the rushing was 94 yards for the game. That was the defense led that game, but I'm like, I'm but saying. But no, you asked you the, said box. the team. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't say Tom Brady. Okay. You said the Bucs. Okay. That's and Tom, fine. And Tom Brady's good enough to win those games. Not like he's bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I get but, that. But, okay, you have to have simmered on the idea that um, Belichick was the thing that. Not I still think I. Th- well, look what's happening. You don't have Tom Brady. What's happening all of a sudden? And Cam isn't garbage. Cam isn't whatever the other Jason Statham, whatever the guy yeah, behind him is, whatever, whatever his name is, right? Like, yeah. no, I I still think that Bill Belichick is the better out of the two. But not don't as much anymore. Not as much. Number one. Number two. Look at all the weapons that Tom Brady has compared to what Cam has up in New England. That's true. Right. Sure. Look how many players. Opted, look how many players have opted coach. out. Look at how many players have opted out for the Patriots. Goat coach, though. 
And you, we talked about how the NFL matters, right? It does matter. It so, does matter. I mean, just... I've simmered I, on I, Belichick. That's fine. I, I think they both definitely need each other, but Tom Brady's doing way better right now without Belichick. Yeah. He's looking it at shows you... It shows you how stacked Buc- the Buccaneers were and how much Jameis Winston was holding them back. Because this team, just as J.K. just said, has so many weapons that Tom Brady adopted. But all these weapons, for the most part, were already there. And the reason problem, is the reason they didn't do good is Jameis Winston threw yeah, 30 interceptions. The 30-30, right? The 30 touchdowns is good, but the 30 turnovers are what kill you and make you lose a game. So mm-hmm. now you brought in Tom Brady, who is not a turnover machine, and you try to exploit those receivers. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on, Arash, who do you think? I still got a couple of honorable mentions for this this week, so let's see what you've got. I have an unconventional one. Do you guys know who Brian Flores is? Yes, the Miami Dolphins head coach. Miami Dolphins head coach. Did you hear what the report he was benched, today? He benched uh, Tua starting, right? He's going to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to go with Tua. Yeah. I'm happy for Tua. I feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I feel worse for the team. They're sitting at 3-3, three and three, which doesn't sound that impressive, but they're number two right now in their division. Yeah. They're one game back from uh, leading, and they're playing pretty good. Um, I'm surprised about a couple of the wins that they have under their belt already, and they're about to switch it up. It could completely backfire. I don't know if I would do it. So I think two things with that. I agree with you. One, I was watching that game, and yo, Fitz Magic just—he looks like such a—he looks like a kid, but that's a veteran guy that's having so much fun out there playing. Like mm-hmm. everything he does, it doesn't matter if he has three turnovers or three touchdowns. He's always smiling, ready to roll, shakes it off like it's nothing, which is, I think, amazing positive energy that they're giving to the Dolphins. Um, with that being said, like the guy is three and three. They're second, right? Reward him. Let him keep playing. The only reason Tua came in was because it was garbage time and they were already up so much in winning. That's why Tua mm-hmm. came into that game. I was shocked when I saw the reports come out that now Tua is going to start. My only thought could be is, I mean, this is, I, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this, Arash, but they knew coming in, I think they, they were hoping that maybe Fitzmagic gets a couple of wins here and there, they'll ride him out a little bit and then give Tua time to learn the system and then get him to start the rest of the games and that's their go-to guy. Now that he's doing well, I don't know. I feel like they're just like, yo, we just got to flip the switch right now. They lost two close games, one to the Seahawks, one to the Bills, which are both really good teams. And so they very well, and those are good teams, and they barely lost. So they very well could have a couple more wins. I wouldn't switch it up. Um, I think they see what's happening with Justin Herbert. He's playing well. And I think they're looking at uh, Burrow in Cincinnati. He doesn't have as many wins. But, like, he's been playing really good. And I think they think, hey, we are 3-3. Three and three. We have played well. But maybe we could have done even better with Tua starting. And so they're about you know to make what, the change. You know what could really screw them? And what's going to make them look really stupid? If, it, if he comes in and he's still technically, you know, he's cleared to play, but he's not 100% and gets hurt again, they're going to get so much flack for that. It's going to be insane. So I was They're to... playing him against Aaron Donald. These guys are retarded, dude. Yeah. Like... So let me say that. There's two things I heard on another podcast I thought was hilarious. They said, one was a total joke, obviously. I was like, they're trying to save Aaron Donald because if he hits Fitzpatrick, he's going to get hurt. Because Fitzpatrick <laughs> can take the hit. Yo, he's yeah. a big boy. Dude. He is, right? He drops that shoulder. He doesn't care. And the other thing is, is that Miami knows that at some point Fitzpatrick is going to blow up and start playing terribly. They are just preemptively like taking him out while he was hot. Yo, honestly, one of the funny ones I was reading was the opposite. They're like, yo, he's going to, like, the rate he's going, he's playing too good that they're not going to pl- be able to play Tua. And they're, they hate that. <laughs> they're like, they hate that. And that's why they're trying to stop him right now at three and three. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. It's I, it's it's. I get what they're trying has, to do, but it's so dumb. Like they're they're definitely going down the Herbert route. He with has a, to be been. Tua must have been in practice playing really well, and they're just doesn't like, let's, matter. Let's get him experience. Practice now. practice versus games doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah. I don't care what you do but in that's practice. The, that's how they when you're playing, a, yeah, no, it doesn't matter though. If you're playing live games but and you're the three thing is and you're three, not, you've seen Fitzpatrick on this team before, right? I don't care. So you know what's gonna. Eventually you're telling happen. me that a guy that's never played one snap in the NFL sure, and a guy would, that has played enough, he's three and three, uh, and he's won you these games, and you you see a practice I'm player. Not disagreeing. I, I, I understand, right? But. Do you think Fitzpatrick is taking them to the playoffs right now? Probably not. All right, guys. Let me put my two-point conversion in, all right? I think, personally, they're just tanking. Because <laughs> like, what is the benefit right now? Why would well, you want to like, tank at 3-3? Three three? I don't understand Because, that. dude, they realize they're doing better than they thought they would be doing. So They're trying so to add an the additional concept, piece. You're at the concept of, oh, we're doing way better than we expected, so let's tank again. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't think they're tanking. I think if they've ever had tanked before, it was to get the person they already have on their roster. Yeah. And anything, sure. this is their uh, time to it win. It wasn't a real serious thing. I just wanted to put in my two-point We might have lost a couple of years on that one. We gave up a couple. I don't know. All right, has everybody said their dud of the week? Are we ready to go for studs? Hold on, I've got to go. I haven't gone yet. Go so. yours. I've got a mention or two. I just two. want to say this. The Vikings fucking suck. <laughs> That's it. Kirk Cousins is not looking good. Kirk Cousins making buku money for nothing. Not Yo, looking good. I can play quarterback better. I'm pretty sure. I can do it. I guarantee you he's not going to lose this week because they're on bye. But after this, man, I oh, have no idea. I don't know that. He could. Someone could get COVID and not... Locker room because they're like they're um they're off right and that's a loss because then you have to maybe opt out of a game. Or something. All right, I got two quick honorable Go. mentions for this. One, you guys are not allowed to talk more than ten seconds about this. What were your thoughts about? They don't say you're definitely tanking. What are your thoughts about Ron Rivera always trying to go for a two point conversion or the game win that backfired? I don't care, dude. No, I said I mean, don't. I'm fine with it. No, 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 I'm saying don't use this specific scenario or the season for I, it. But I, that mentality going forward, are you always okay with him using that game winning? Okay. Always go for the game winner. All right, my whole thing is, it depends on the situation, right? right. It, it, and your team. If you are fighting for a playoff spot and you are trying to you get the right? win, you're gonna tie the you game. have to tie the yeah. game. If you are in the situation that we are in, where it doesn't really fucking matter, go for two. I, End the game. Why? I, why risk I, any injuries? I would in build off of that and say, if your offense is really good, then take the tie. But if your offense sucks or your defense, one of the teams is yeah. like, if it's like one or the other is out, that, that game was I would so like, bad. Just take it. Personally, that game was so bad where I thought you should have just gone for that. Especially in, yeah. in week six, it doesn't matter. Yeah. In the playoffs, that's, Fair there's analytics about that. Anyways, that was two cents. And final one was the other dud of the week is Melvin Gordon getting a DUI. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Bro. Personally, uh, I hope Rush listens to this podcast. I hate him for doing the damn trade for Kenny Galladay. God, this guy screwed me. Hasn't played. Took the week off, and then he had sore throat or strep or whatever, and then he got a DUI. This is a ter oh. terrible thing. But he's potentially facing a three-game suspension for next season already because of this. Why isn't it this season? Yeah, why wouldn't it? Because they got to go through and the legal. Yeah, they got to go, gotta through. go through legal. Yeah, mm, so, they can't gotcha. make any. They can't. NFL cannot make any judgment until the legal process is already done. Right. Unless it is something that's actually Get thoroughly horrific. Yeah. yeah, it's DUI, so I think it get pushed out to a couple games suspension for next year. But I'll leave it on. Yeah. There. All right, studs of the week, week six of the NFL regular season. 
Gogo, you went last last round. You go first this round. Who you got? He still has a job, dude. Winner. You have a job and you got Le'Veon Bell the fuck out of here? Dude, you're a winner in my book. Like, you did it. But he didn't get anything back for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you got rid of him. That's what he needs to do. And well, you have to job. You got to get something back for oh, Le'Veon. No, he... listen, listen. My point is that, like, he's so bad at his job, but gets to keep his job? Yo, you're a winner. You're a winner. I don't even care. It's so so good. He he's about to get fired. The fact that he wasn't the first coach to get fired is the reason why he is a winner. You're or the right. Second coach. He wasn't the he's first a, or the second coach to get fired. Bro, no, he should get gonna, fired. They're gonna let the season ride and make sure they go zero and sixteen. They can get Trevor and they can get Gates the oh, fuck out of here. I don't know. If you think get Trevor? Everyone keeps uh, every. If you look at NFL player, Roddy White came out today and was like, "If I'm Trevor Lawrence and the Jets have the number one pick, I would stay in school." Look, you're not going to because there's <laughs> millions of dollars on the table. You're not going to. There's millions of dollars on the table. Yeah. Gonna but that's how bad the Jets are. If hurt, then what? He's still going to get paid. Look at Tua. He got hurt. Still was number three. True. Five. What? Six. Tua was the number three. The third quarterback taken. No, no, he was the second quarterback taken, wasn't he? I think Herbert went before. Ooh, you're right. Herbert yeah. Went six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Herbert yeah. went six. Tua went before. He's gonna go. Come on, these guys—they could do that every year. But what if, what if Washington is there next year? They're gonna be like, "You gotta go now." Sorry, you fucked up. You rather go to the Jets. But <laughs> what happens if the Jets get it again the next year after that? Exactly. And they like, already took a quarterback. You're, you, yeah, know. the Jets have a quarterback. They shouldn't draft another one. Listen, listen. No, they're gonna—they're gonna draft. Darnold's gone. Darnold's gone. Darnold's Darnold's gone. gone. I like Darnold. I don't. I like Darnold too. Whoa, Dar- Darnold to the Washington hey, football we, team next we don't season. Hate Darnold. If the Jets are trying to get Lawrence and they're willing to trade um, Darnold for cheap, I'm Washington. I'm, I'm putting in a. I think, I, think, I think the cost to pick him up is going to be a second. That's how much it costs for um, for Arizona to move on from Rosen, right? And trade and him to I'm Miami. I'm willing to do that then. I'm more willing to do this. I also was willing to do that then. I'm more will- I agreed. I'm more willing to give trade for Darnold. I will Haskins for free. <laughs> yeah, take him. No, but this is all uh, is that I just want to say every team in the league, all 31 teams, have infinite more wins than the Jets. They're going to get it. Infinite. That's it. Uh, stud of the week. Pete, who you got? Mm, I'm going to go. <laughs> no, no. Uh, mine, mine's, I mean, it's, it's the Falcons and particularly Matt Ryan. Um so he's been sucking, and the one thing that was riding for him was like his main stud receiver, Julio's out. Um, Julio stopped back in, got the two touchdowns, 140 yards. Matt Ryan put up four touchdowns. They they put up 40 points on the board, 40 to 23. So it was a nice bounce back victory against the Vikings, which they should have won. But if they didn't, it, it would have been just bad for them, real bad. So I'll take that as the stud for the week. Can I ask a question based on that? Falcons only have one win, right? Yeah. Let's say the Jets fuck around and win two games. If you're the Falcons at the number one spot, do you take Lawrence? Hell yeah, you do. You have Matt Ryan still. He's not playing bad. It's not him. It's not him. No, but here's the thing. Matt Ryan has an expiration date that's coming sooner than later. Well, you can wait not a according to his contract. Matt Ryan is locked in contractually because um, he signed a big contract not too long ago. Yeah. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Trevor is not going to be on the field for at least two years. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Let him sit. Let him wait. Let him study. But who's the next guy? You can always get the next Trevor Lawrence. There's been a Trevor Lawrence before. But that's you hoping that you're not in that spot. Realistically, if you had Trevor Lawrence sitting on the bench and waiting, and you're still sucking, you 
If you are an amazing once in a generation quarterback, I'm no, listen, listen. If you have a once in a generation quarterback, it doesn't come every single year, right? You look at Matt Ryan, been fine his whole career, right? Amazing quarterback. Stack him up against someone that's like career-long quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Those guys have been in the league for 20 years. Do you really think Matt Ryan's going to be in the league for 20 years? I hate Matt Ryan ever since his Boston College days when he beat Virginia Tech, so fuck him. Take him out. <laughs> Matt Ryan is 35. So he, he what, in 20, what was it, in 2018, he signed a five-year, 150 mil? So he's making a base salary of $1 million with a signing bonus of 9.3 this year. Next year, that 1 million base salary goes to 23. Yeah, so and then it's up till 2024, right? Basically is when it becomes Apparently there's a potential out for the team in 2022, but they have to take on 27 mil of dead cap. Um, that's like the, that's like the right now. That's a, that's a big hit to take. I'm telling you right mm -hmm. now, if the Falcons are number one, they're 1000% going to take Trevor Lawrence. I don't, Without a question, they'll run to the podium. Maybe you take him and you trade him. I don't know. I would trade oh him. yeah, you just trade the pick. Um, trade the you pick have a lot of leverage. I trade the pick for another piece. The Jets would literally give you Adam Gase on a block. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Matt Ryan, as as fine as fine as he has been throughout his career, Pro Bowler, this that, like whatever, making it to the Super Bowl and losing horrifically. Is it because you think that his dual threatness of his QB position he's going to get lit up? <laughs> No, I just think personally that, you know, Trevor Lawrence is that the last guy compared like to how Trevor Lawrence was is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck when he was coming out was that once in a generation. I don't believe I don't believe these quarterbacks anymore. That's like the Deshaun is. Watsons, the whatever, like all these guys coming out, right? They might have a year or two and then they don't. So what's the difference of taking a year or two with like, Matt Baker. Ryan? Like look at Baker May Mayfield, right? Yep. It's the Browns. You you exclude the Browns from any discussion. I mean, Fine. Okay. Fine. Baker sucks. Dude, Baker does suck. With the money yeah. that you're, with the money that you're paying and the past performance that's already there, and you know that it's not solely on him this season for what's happening, you you stay with your guy. You, you signed a, him to a, a huge Matt deal. Ryan needs a better offensive coordinator, one, and a defense, and they're a good team then. That's what they need. They're you're, coaching. They're, they're basically trying to do the same thing. You're trying to start two on bench Fitz Magic. That's what you're to trying to JK's do. Uh, what I'm saying is, you have a once-in-a-generation quarterback. I don't. You think have that's him to learn underneath your good you, quarterback that you, you have. You think that? I don't think he is. I do not I think he is. is. You don't think Trevor Lawrence is a once-in-a-generation? No, I do not. I mean, wait, huh? What? What is your knack on him? Huh? He lost to Burrow, and Burrow's in the league and killing it. So I don't know. You got a Burrow out of nowhere one year ago, right? I, and Burrow's playing great. Herbert's playing great, and you don't even have to be the worst team. You got Patel. Listen, around. listen. You've you've seen the guys like him. You've seen the guys like AJ McCarron. You've seen the Tim Tebow's. Whatever. At, they were all. Oh, them. you Hold cannot on. compare AJ McCarron to Trevor Lawrence. Bro. You didn't even let me finish what okay, I'm trying to continue, say. Continue. I'm saying all these guys have had collegiate success where they have rings. They have every. What, what what part? What do you love so much about Trevor Lawrence? What do you love so much about him? Everything about him. Dude, he beat what, Bama no, as a freshman, number one. Okay, wow. He beat Bama as a freshman. What do you specifically love about him that he his was translated into? His arm, his height. No, his... Okay, wait, wait, back up, back up. He beat Bama? Look at the talent that team had that year. Are you joking? He didn't beat, just beat him. Look at his numbers for that game, though. Yes, but look at their defense. Look at how many number one first-rounders they had. How many first-rounders did they have in the last three years that he's been there? Okay. I mean, Joe Burrow's going to have two first-round wide receivers this year. I'll leave it at this. 
I like I, but like, we didn't say he's a generational talent, right? But he's playing just as well in the NFL. Listen, based off of what you think he is, he's going to come to the NFL and kill it, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you the prediction that I do not think he does that. I do not think. I think, I think it's going to, depending, like if he goes to the Jets, no, he will not. Also, Andrew Luck is no longer in the league. RG3 outlasted him. Boom! <laughs> Are you right. done? Anyways, <laughs> who do you think is your dud for the week? Shit, man. That's what he's going to say to yeah. you guys. It's going to be uh, me, number one. How about, the <laughs> NFC, how about the NFC East in general is a dud? Yeah. The I only mean, reason they got one win is because two of the teams were playing each other. Yeah. Beyond that, I they mean, all lost. Th- there's so many duds, man. Like, the Bills, I think Josh Allen. We're on winners, guys. Josh Allen. Yeah, we're on suds. Josh Allen is my dud, to be honest. We're on winners, guys. We're, we're on suds of the week. <laughs> we're on winners. Damn it. Who's your stud? Who's your stud? My stud, my stud is. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say the Redskins again. (laughs) My stud is the Cardinals, man. That's all it is. As long as you take the Cowboys down, you're going to be my stud of the week. All right, we can predict the next few weeks. That's actually a good motto. All right, what about you, Rush? We can round it out. Uh, my stud is. I don't know. I was going back and forth. I wanted to say DeAndre Swift. He was the 35th overall pick by the Lions. Um, and he finally popped off. He's been behind Carryon Johnson and Adrian Peterson, and he went for like 120 total yards, two touchdowns. Um, I'm happy for him, but I'll actually go with Cam Sims, who's probably like the sixth wide receiver for the Washington football team. He's been on and off practice squad the last two years, and I was just happy to see him get a touchdown and get in the game. Um, Cam Sims, if you know him. Is that what our criteria for uh, stud of the week is now? <laughs> I've been following him so much that I've, I've wanted him to pan out. Like he wasn't even that big at Alabama, and yet like he made uh, the team undrafted free agent, and um, it's just one of those like long success stories that finally came to fruition. Sounds like sounds like Tony Pollard been behind Ezekiel. He got four straight carries, picked up a couple first downs. Stud of the week. <laughs> We really do. My stud of the week is going to be whoever picks the wide receivers for the Steelers. You realistically think about it, they have not drafted a first-round wide receiver in a very, very, I don't think ever. And those guys just ball. Dude. Chase Claypool, Juju, Antonio Brown, none, neither one of those guys are first-round picks. And they're all bald. Reports came out today that Seattle may sign Antonio Brown after his week eight suspension. Is so listen, listen to this list. This is insane. So the Steelers have gotten all of these guys outside of the first round. So you mentioned a couple of these. Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Wallace, Martavis Bryant, Deontay Johnson. Heinz Ward was in a first rounder, right? Heinz Ward yeah. was not a first rounder. Yeah. Was Plaxico a first rounder? No. no oh, these are these are you go back, man. Yeah. Antoine Randall L. He was a quarterback. Yeah. QB. I mean, whoever is scouting yeah. wide receivers the skins, for the Steelers, they know what they're doing, yeah. and they need to teach me how they're doing it. Dude, they can't teach nobody. They want to get the wins. Dude, are they not the sneakiest best team right now in the league? They're five and zero. Oh. No one's talking. You're talking about the Titans because it's a surprise. People, talking about his team. people sleep sleep on Big Ben, but dude, that guy's a scary guy. You do not want to go against. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, easy. I think Big yes. Ben has to be his first ballot Hall of Famer. Depends mm-hmm. on his class, is what I'll say. I'd say, I mean, it depends yeah. on his class, but, dude, you, com- you compare the three quarterbacks from that class, right? Rivers, Big Ben, We've and Manning. So many times. So many times. We've had this discussion. We've so had this times. discussion. Right. Eli statistically is better 
when you compare the same number of games and... I brought this up with what Big Ben did and when he won a Super Bowl and all that. We already talked about this. Yeah, I know, but still. Like, it, they're, but they're both going to the Hall of Fame. For sure, they're both going to the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers is the one on the fence. Yeah. Philip Rivers cannot be in the Hall of Fame if London Fletcher is not in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm going to say about that. How many kids does Philip Rivers have? Nine! Nine! Yeah. <laughs> That's the stat. Oh, yeah, I love how we all do that. <laughs> and you know who's a loser? Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. He's the uh, stat of the week. That might be the greatest pop pop trivia question asked on this podcast. <laughs> the easiest one. All right. Does anybody have any upsets for this week? Or we just gonna call it? Um, I think I had one. I got an upset for you when you're ready. I got the upset when you're ready. Kick it off. Kick it off. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. We're looking at the audience. Sunday, one o'clock Eastern. Panthers, Steelers, and Titans. Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. I think Washington, I never, ever say Washington will win any game. I think they're going to come out and surprise. I think the starting quarterback, I I think the starting quarterback for Dallas is better. I think the starting running back for Dallas is better. I think every position in Dallas is better than the Washington football team. And I still think Washington pulls off the win. One flaw with that methodology. You're playing at home. Cowboys always win here. Skins always win over there. That's the one thing that always happens every year. What I was mm-hmm. saying, your flaw yeah. is picking them. That was the flaw. I never picked them, but it's one of those trap games. I feel it. Actually, it kind of is less of a trap game because Dallas just lost so badly. If they would have won that game, I feel like they would have kept steamrolling, and that's when they would have uh, fallen into the trap. But I just I have a hunch. I don't know why. I feel like Washington will surprise. Not saying Washington is going to win a lot of games, but this may be one of the few. Fair enough. Go go. What's yours? Panthers beat the Saints. Okay. They've been playing much better than I would have expected. Yep. That's. I think that that's it's a reasonable upset. The the margin is too big. Seven and a half points. I don't think you guys are going to agree with this one. Texans over the Packers. No. Ooh, no. I don't. Even though Deshaun Watson did come out playing pretty good, I don't. I think the Actually, team. I don't know. The, the team Packers, is nicer. Packers are coming off a bad, bad game. I don't know. Very bad. I, I, I put I money think, on that. I think the Texans are better than we think. They were just really bad with Bill O'Brien. Three They're having half. fun again. They're having fun again. The spread is three and a half. So it's whoever like, wants that action, I'll, I'll take the Packers. Mine is the Monday night uh, game: the Bears versus the Rams. Rams favored by six. I'm taking the Bears. That's solid. I would I would take the Rams, but that's exactly the point. You got to take the upset. Bears are they're killing it. We'll see what happens. They've played much better than I would have expected, and they're doing it without Tariq Cohen. I just want to say that the Washington Cowboys game is only a one point um, spread, so technically it does not qualify as an upset, but we'll accept it for. He said for what reason and which players and that. Dallas will probably win. Let's be honest, but one point it doesn't even count. A rush. Oh, oh. What's the spread on the Bengals and Browns? Because I got the Bengals over the Browns. Three. Ross, you want to make a bet that the Cowboys win by seven or more? You win if they win by seven or more? Yeah. I just, yesterday, I sent out probably like six Venmos to settle all my Lakers (laughs) uh, bets, and I just feel depleted right now. I would take a bet, but right now I just, I've lost too much money. Oh well, he's finally became take, wise. Take take a simple ten dollar bet on my Texans Packers. 
Straight up. That one I would be interested in taking. I'll give you the spread because I think Packers are going to blow them out. Right, give, take the 10 of that and then give me the 10 back for the Cowboys where Redskins game. But you got to tell me affirmatively if we're doing the bet or you're just loosey-goosey. No, I'm, I'll shake your hand at basketball. I said, yeah, I'm doing okay. it. Okay. No, no, not, not the Redskins Cowboys. <laughs> the Packers, <laughs> I can put my faith in them. Uh, and we're going to the Jets or the Bills, 13 and a half? We're done. <laughs> this has just become a gambling session. <laughs> Guys, this is fun. Make all sure right. you subscribe. Make sure you do all the things that we need you to do to support the podcast. Okay, bye. Shout out to the Lakers. Follow team. us on Twitter. RIP KB. RIP my Washington football team fandom. RIP to. Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. <laughs>